How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So today we're talking about the other outfielder the Yankees acquired this offseason, and we've talked a lot about Juan Soto, and you guys all know how talented and special he is. Uh, 25-year-old, pretty much a Hall of Famer living right now. And now you have a different outfielder into the equation, and replacing Oswaldo Cabrera was started in left field on opening day last year. Aaron Hicks, we saw, who else did we see? Billy McKinney, Jake Bowers. The guy, the rotation at left field last year and the outfield in general was something of nightmare. I, I don't want to wake up ever again and have to watch a lineup that consists of Francis Cordero, please. So help me God, I won't watch baseball any longer. When you have a $300 million payroll, you got Francis Cordero playing right field, you are in deep trouble. But thank God we got Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, and now we have Alex Verdugo. We're going to discuss in today's episode what he brings to this team, what to expect from Alex Verdugo. Now, pretty interesting player, you know, has had some volatile seasons up and down, traditionally speaking, a slightly above average hitter, good defense. Defensive player last year had nine defensive runs saved. Um, you know, the projections have him pretty much in line for, with what he did last season, maybe a little bit slightly better, but he's a high batting average guy, relatively decent on base percentage, decent slugging rate. Um, would like to see him increase his barrel percentage. We'll talk about all these different kind of advanced details into what he could do for the Yankees and why he is such an upgrade compared to what we had in 2023. But Ryan, before we dive into the good stuff, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing great, and, and as you alluded to with Alex Verdugo and the left field situation last year, look, we can sit here and say, is Alex Verdugo much more than an average player? Well, guess what, guys? We cannot complain about average compared to what we had last year. Is that to say that Alex Verdugo, you know, he's going to be this perfect addition and that everything will go swimmingly? No, I, I still have a couple concerns. You know, it wasn't great that in his opening press conference, one of the first things he talked about was, you know... Uh, not like kind of throwing a jab at his former manager. Uh, he seemed to clear things up a little bit uh, today about that situation, saying, you know, he loves Cora uh, and that their kids even played with each other when they were, uh, when he was in Boston. So, you know, I don't know how strained that relationship really was and how much of it was just a baseball thing. Um, but, you know, he, he's going to have some stuff to prove. He put up a 98 WRC plus last year. He's entering a contract year. There is an added motivation for him to go out and perform this season. He can't just keep putting up, you know, mediocre offensive slash lines and then expect to get a big contract. He might not even get, you know, look at how free agency he's been this year to guys who have been so-so, right? Like this is an unforgiving market. Teams are more selective than ever about who they're paying, who they're handing out contracts to, uh, you know, who they're committing money to. And for good reason. I mean, how many of these contracts end up working out? You know, we, we sit here talk about like Blake Snell and Jonah Montgomery and, and all these other guys. And we're like, hey, you know, we would love these guys on our team. But we completely understand why the Yankees aren't giving them a six or seven year deal because we see how these things turn out. We know how volatile players can be. We know that if you're not a superstar, you're not a sure thing. So, uh, you know, you can probably find talent in the internal in your internal organizations and kind of, you know, patch together some holes in your team. Am I saying the Yankees could patch together their hole in left field without, uh, you know, without Verdugo? No, but I would also argue, I mean, Alex, would they have had a hole in left field if Jason Dominguez didn't get Tommy John surgery, right? So, you know, I, I'm not saying, again, I'm not trying to downplay the addition of Verdugo. I think it will help this team, um, but he has something to pay, play for is kind of my point. You know, my point more so is he wants to get paid this winter. That means playing really well uh, uh, this upcoming season. And, you know, he's in the right ballpark for it. I think Yankee Stadium is perfect for a guy like Alex Verdugo. Um, you know, you mentioned the the average, the OBP. Those are two things that he's going to be able to bring to this team. You know, he has really good contact skills. I want him to be a little less selective. I think he's way too passive at the plate. I think he needs to be a little more aggressive. Get that zone swing rate up a little bit. This is, you know, I, I know that passive is kind of seen as just good when it comes to major league hitting. I fundamentally disagree. I think Alex Verdugo leaves a lot on the table in terms of swing decisions. I'm not saying that he should be up there swinging at everything, but 
There's no reason why he's swinging at only 58.6% of the pitches in the strike zone. There are a lot of, he sees a lot of hittable pitches. He's one of the hitters in the league who sees the most hittable pitches, and he takes a lot of them. So uh, he takes them at a rate that just isn't sustainable. It isn't good for his profile. Um, and, and if the Yankees can kind of coach him up into being a little more confident at the plate, maybe it is a confidence thing. Maybe he just was in Boston. And he was like, man, I don't feel confident in myself. I don't think I'm, you know, that guy, right? Like I have to be, I'm living up to the pressure of trying to be the replacement for Mookie Betts. And I don't know if I'm that guy. He doesn't have to be that guy here, right? He isn't the replacement for Mookie Betts here. He's the replacement for Frenchy Cordero, for Jake Bowers, for Billy McKinney, for Isaiah Kiner-Fluffa. Man, you put up a 110 WRC+, plus, this fan base will adore you. So, you know, really, if you're looking at the pressure, it's different in New York. Not saying there's no pressure in New York, but relative to the rest of his roster, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade here at the Red Sox, but they kind of stink. Right, like they, they kind of stink at acquiring star caliber players. Uh, their roster is pretty okay, like it's not like horrible, um, but they haven't done enough to acquire superstar caliber talent. I mean, when you have Rafael Devers, you know, going to the media and basically saying, you know, yeah, we don't do anything, we haven't done enough, we still need things, we need to add, you know, we haven't done that. Um, that's not a great look for that organization. Uh, and in the case of the Yankees, they have Juan Solo and Aaron Judge. So um, Verdugo is certainly going to be surrounded by some star talent. Uh, but end of the day, he's got to perform. He's got to step up again. Definitely the ballpark for him to do so. More, you know, home run friendly in right field, uh, and, and he. He brings a different personality. He is a much different personality than we see the Yankees typically bring in. And I, I don't know about you, Alex, but not saying it's going to natu- you know, automatically be a good thing for the Yankees, but I kind of like the shift in, in, in mentality for this team. I kind of like the uh, difference in character they're bringing in in terms of attitude and stuff of that nature. I, I don't know if you feel any differently. No, I actually like the fact that they have some personality. Um, these guys want to win. They're competitors. And sometimes when you have elite competitors on a team, they show that through their personality. And, of course, you don't want the bad uh, publicity, but you want to know what cures all that. i said it 100 million times, winning baseball games. If the Yankees win games, no one is going to be a problem, right? Like, that's the kind of the gist of it all. Um, and the truth is, like, look, Aaron Judge and Rizzo advocating to bring in Verdugo, there's a reason for that. He's a gamer. I think he's going to be fine in Yankee Stadium. I think he's going to be fine. And and the truth is, the reason he'll be fine isn't because if he struggles, he, like you just said before, you got Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. No one's going to realize you're struggling when you got two of the best hitters hitting above you. And by the way, He's probably going to be batting like seven or eight uh, Verdugo. And you know how good of a problem it is to have your seven or eight guy, a slightly above average hitter, comparably last year, like you said, we had Billy McKinney. We had uh, Jake Bowers. You want to know who was batting? Uh, Harrison Bader. And he was god-awful for the majority of the season offense. We love Harrison Bader. Great dude. Awesome defensive player. Not a good offensive player. Rather a good defensive player, if not great. A bad offensive player. So Verdugo brings you slightly above average defense and slightly above average offense. So if you can put those two things together, you get a pretty solid player. And the second half of this batting order, my friends, is no longer going to be a, a really painful watch. You know, last year we'd watch that bottom bottom half of the order after, you know, even the, the top half during that second half of the season was brutally just terrible. Um, now you got Glaber hitting, what, six? You got Verdugo hitting seven. You got Wells eight. You got Volpe nine. I mean, come on, like, you know, what more could you ask for in terms of a bottom half of the order that has above average qualities and above average capacity to perform? So 
you know, Verdugo is going to be a significant improvement, and I think that we're probably going to recognize that early on in the season. This is a much better player than anything we had last year hitting in 7 or 8, anything that we had playing in left field. So that's a that's an underrated kind of variable here. You talk about Judge, talk about Soto. We love hammering home the first half of that batting order and the potential they have. Um, you know, Soto and Judge could be competing for the MVP this upcoming season. That's how good both those guys are on the same freaking team. They could hit 100 home runs collectively. Uh, but I think... My hot take this year, maybe not so hot. Um, I'll get your take on this. I think Verdugo sets a career high in home runs, which right now is 13 for him. I think he hits 15-plus homers this upcoming season. The short right porch in Yankee Stadium certainly will help him leverage that. Um, I think that we're going to see him maintain a batting average above probably 265. I wouldn't be surprised, 270, 280 range. If he can get his on-base percentage to about 34%, you know, I know the steamer projections have him at about 325 around that around that range. If he can get if he can hit 270 with a 34% OBP with like a 440 slugging rate, he's probably sitting in the 110 WRC plus category. Ryan, that's exactly where you have him. So you know, talk about the difference between Verdugo and the players we had last year. It's going to be a noticeable impact to have someone like him in the bottom half of your order. This is not a leadoff guy. This is not a two, three, or four guy where he was performing mostly with the Boston Red Sox. I think he was leading off last year. He's a seven-hitter for us. That's how good our lineup is right now. What does that make you think about the potential of this group? Yeah, so, um, you know, first thing I wanted to clarify is I wanted to pull up a random batting order from the Yankees. So I'm on baseball reference right now. I'm going to go to schedules and results, and I'm going to pull up just, we're just going to pick a game. You know what? Let's go August 16th against the Atlanta Braves. Let's pick that game. So uh, hitting cleanup for the Yankees was was John Carl Stanton. Hitting fifth was Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. With a bottom of the lineup with Billy McKinney 6th, Harrison Bader 7th, Kyle Gashioka hitting ninth, Volpe hitting 8th. I mean, God, I mean, Isaiah kind of was hitting 5th in this lineup, man. Like, I, you know what I mean? This thing, it's not a very good lineup, and Staten was not very good last year. So you have Staten and IKF. Uh-uh. No, just, just, no. Just not very good. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned, having Verdugo towards the bottom half of that lineup is certainly going to help. And, you know, you talked about his role with Boston, right? He was relied upon a lot more. The majority of his play appearances, 366 of his play appearances came as the leadoff hitter, right? Um, so he was playing a lot. He was, he was hitting a lot at that top of the lineup. Um, he was taking a lot of that bats as the primary guy there. And it was a Boston Red Sox team that, look, uh, in terms of WRC+, Plus, I'm pretty sure they finished with like a 99. It was not like pretty. Like they were not a great offense throughout the entire season. They were good for the mo- first half and then kind of step- fell apart in September. I, I remember they kind of collapsed. They were ahead of us for a while in the standings. Um, and, and, you know, they were set 16th in WRC+, Plus, right? The Yankees were uh, 19th at 94. So, you know, if he's leading off for that team and, and you know, you slot him down to like the 7th spot on the team like the New York Yankees, we're talking about a team that's going to finish you know fifth sixth seventh and wrc plus if we're being conservative here um if we're being aggressive i mean this team could really absolutely be a mash unit um and as you mentioned i think verdugo will set a, a career high in home runs 13 i'm shocked it's even that low like i'm kind of stunned that that's the number i i would anticipate yeah it, it is I, I was i'm stunned hearing that um you know steamer projects for 13 home runs in 113 games and we know he's gonna be a full-time player I think if you get, you know, 130 games of Alex Verdugo, I'd be stunned if he didn't break that 13th threshold. He's playing in a ballpark again that's better suited for his, uh, you know, swing. And, and, you know, his role at the plate, he's not going to be relied upon to set the table. He doesn't have to be more patient to try to work more walks and see the ball more. Dude, just go up there and rip. You know what I mean? Go up there, you know, force action. You know, he's a, he's got great contact skills. Utilize that. 
You've got, you know, pretty good raw power here too. He's been averaging 89.2 miles an hour in terms of his exit velocity. He set a new career high in max exit velocity at 112.4. I know a lot of that contact comes on the ground, so it's not always utilized. But Alex, he's able to pull the ball in the air a little efficiently. Again, I just, I, I think that he's going to be able to have a pretty successful year. Is he going to hit 30 home runs? Absolutely not. But, you know, could we see a, you know, a, a 17, 18 home run season? Get me around a 335 OBP. Get me about a 105 to 110 WRC plus. Could certainly see that. And it would certainly be valuable. Again, we're not asking this guy to be a superstar. This guy just has to be solid, right? Like we're just looking for solid and particularly pretty good against right-handed pitching. Um, you know, the Yankees struggled against righties last year. They were awful, awful, so bad against them. They were very right-handed last year. And a lot of the right-handed hitters weren't good. So, you know, I'm looking at this team and looking at this lineup and I'm just, I'm just very excited to see the depth of this team. And, and you know, there's going to be a lot of conversations about the young guys. You know, I'm not saying this team's relying on its youth or not looking at its youth as a valuable um, weapon here, but it's like they're starting seven rookies. They're starting Wells, who's a rookie. Volpe's no longer a rookie. I'll consider him a young player, but he's not a rookie. And then outside of that, am I forgetting anybody who's, you know, this super uber young player who's super inexperienced? They're relying on a lot of veterans and two rookies, or I guess two young players, and maybe it'll become three with Dominguez, and maybe it'll become four with a guy like Peraza or a guy like Ben Rice or whatever it may be, but the Yankees are a very veteran-heavy lineup who, you know, they'll utilize their farm system as depth to help them, right, to, to if something goes wrong or if they need a punch. You know, that's the same thing with their pitching staff. It's not like their pitching staff's full of rookies. They're all guys with extended major league experience. The bullpen's very experienced. This is a very veteran team. They just have a little bit of a younger feel to them because Verdugo is 27 years old and Glaber is 27 years old and you know Soto's 25 which is just unbelievable right you know Wells is going to be turning 25 at some point during the year Volpe's gonna be turning 23 at some point during the year like it's a very young it's a younger version of the Yankees than we've seen in years past but it's certainly not an inexperienced team and I think Verdugo's gonna mesh well with this group and hopefully put up good offensive numbers because again I mean I Isaiah kind of fell off the hitting fifth right like I just that's that's gross it's disgusting no disrespect to IKF I think he'd tell you the same thing yeah, I mean, it's definitely not where you want to see IKF hitting, if at all, in a, a very good lineup. So, you know, with that being said, I do want to kind of hammer home the last point of there is a different vibe with the different personalities we have. Last year, I just didn't get the sense that, like, everyone was, like, quiet. It wasn't really, like, outspoken. The energy was low. Um, people weren't healthy. It didn't feel right compared to this year. Now, we don't know what's going to happen, guys. Like We're being optimistic. Um, we're giving you the projections based on realistic expectations, but the truth is simple. I know you guys feel it too. The vibes are different. The energy is different. The youngsters here are, are ushering in a new group of leaders. It does feel a little bit more optimistic, so we are tending to rely on that, tending to sway in that direction. Um, but the health is really the most important thing to me. Mostly everyone came in healthy. Uh, of course, Trevino, Scott Frost, they'll be back at some point during the summer. And Jose Trevino has a little has a little calf strain, which isn't a big deal. But everyone's doing well, knock on wood. Like, that's the most important thing right now. So if I'm the Yankees, keep this trend going. Keep the, the vibes high. Keep the personality involved because – it's bringing a, a new kind of character to the team, a team of brothers, a team of uh, collaboration and chemistry, whereas last year you felt like some guys were just individuals. And, you know, baseball, well, as much as it is an individual sport, it's also a team sport. And if you can give each other confidence and motivation, 
it translates into production, translates into positive metrics. So we'll see how things progress. Verdugo is a massive improvement over what we had in left field last year. We're hoping we can get maximum value out of him. We believe we can. So we're excited to see his upcoming season. Guys, always happy to hear your thoughts down below in the YouTube comments section. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.